You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Fun and actually part of this episode tonight. <laughs> One of my favorites from tonight. I mean, we can't really get enough of it. It's so good. But we are here doing another Glee uh, after show for you all. It is season five, episode 19. Um, the episode called Old Dogs, New Tricks. Written by Chris Colfer. Take me home tonight. <laughs> I knew I don't want to let you go to Muffin. Muffin's back. Yes. I couldn't let you do it alone. <laughs> that was so great. You two just waiting for that. I was, I was like, hey, it's still going. They're going to So I'm glad dogs, they kept playing it. Yeah. Old dogs, new tricks. Such a fun episode. Chris Colfer. Um, I'm Stephanie Wenger. I'm Roxy Stryer. I'm Sarah Mendoza. And I'm Marissa Serafini. This episode I kind of had heard about. We we talked about it on our show a bunch about how it was going to be in a retirement community. And I, honestly, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And I, I really liked it. I thought it was a sweet episode tonight. Yeah, I, I absolutely did too. Um, I'm really proud of Chris Golfer. I think that it's so amazing that they let him do this and that I thought he did a really great job. Uh, I will be a little nitpicky at some points, but overall, I thought that it was really good. And then pairing him with June Squibb. Awesome. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Who did make an appearance. I knew it. So this, cute. How bizarre is it that June Squibb was on this episode? They did not promote her on this thing in any way. Okay. I know, I and to... they should have. And she's she started off in musical theater. Yeah. Well, I have to stop us for a second because actually after reading all of you guys at home, your iTunes and your YouTube comments <laughs> and your tweets, um, so I don't know what sites you guys are looking at, but I need links to some of them because oh. we, we were, we were kind of slaughtered a little bit for not realizing that June Squibb was on it because they said that it was promoted everywhere. Well, we, I read articles this week about it, but I expected them in the scenes from next week's episode to fully promote that. Yeah, exactly. And um, also, we're just coming off of having Shirley MacLaine on this show, and they really promoted her, so yeah, I yeah. felt like she got more promotion than June Squibb Which did. Which is strange, because uh, we've noted it before, but June Squibb is an Academy Award nominee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, yes, we do our news and gossip every week. A lot of it's based on Twitter and things that we see, because I don't know about you guys, but I, I try to hide a lot from what's out there because I, it ruins the episodes for me if I know every song and every guest star and every single thing. So mm-hmm. sometimes if we miss it, you know. We want some element of surprise. We, we want to enjoy yeah, the episode I always want to be surprised. in the same way that you guys do. Absolutely. And this was something that we definitely noticed it. We were just like, why isn't it promoted as much? So maybe yeah. that was... Yeah. 
Yeah. But what a great decision. She was so perfect for that role. She's so just cute. amazing. She's so great. I mean, obviously her performance in Nebraska was flawless and this mm-hmm. was uh-huh. no different. Um, and I'm so excited because I think it helped make Chris Colfer's words come to life, which is so cool. I, yeah. I also liked how they integrated the older community, the older generation of performers and how they still love music and performances and stuff like that. Like that could be Rachel and Kurt when they're older. I love that like nod that Rachel made. Like, like, this will be us. Yeah, you know? exactly. And mm-hmm. um, I also appreciated that Chris Colford did something kind of outside the Glee box. Like, it still fit with what Glee does, but, like, we haven't seen that older performance. Like, he really brought in, like, the intergenerational thing, and that's been away from Glee for a minute. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds you that, you know, art is art. Whether you're good or not, and whatever age you're in or where you're performing, it's it's expression is a beautiful thing no matter who you are well it gives you purpose to wake up in the morning which was a big part of what tonight's episode was about you know even if you are capable of getting out of your room the reason to get up and get out of your room and and this was very helpful with that and i think that's Mm -hmm. completely legitimate which is why in senior centers and things like they're always trying to keep art alive whether it's making centerpieces or making plays right yeah and it's also the the volunteering aspect as well because we saw in the previous seasons with the glee sometimes they were forced to do things sometimes they actually volunteered just for the love of it and we saw kurt do it for the love of it which got him back into because he was in a funk but this helped him get back and realize that he is out in new york doing what he loves i mean why didn't we get to see any bit of helen keller the musical though (laughs) unfortunate i was like please please with a flashback please (laughs) yeah um, so maybe we should back up, though, and talk about that Kurt uh, took the role of Peter Pan in this He production. didn't take it. He auditioned for it. He I know. I yeah. love that they made him. They're like, we don't give this away for free. You've yeah. got to show us what you've got. Yeah, but they are seasoned actors, so they know what it's like to just bring on someone new who might not be good. That He has to prove himself. Especially for a role that's typically played by a woman, and mm. they didn't know if he would be able to <laughs> hit, hit those notes, although the songs that were picked for it weren't exactly the songs. I was going to say, not exactly Peter Pan, but we were getting there. But can we talk about his audition for it? Yeah, of course. So he auditions with something that's so classic Kurt, something from Cats called Memory. We all know it. Um, Mm -hmm. We've heard it a million times. Of course he knocked it out of the park. It was right up his alley. What were you guys thinking about it? I love that he he just had the sheet music ready, and he was like, I always carry sheet music around just in case. And Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was like the perfect choice. It was so appropriate for that moment, and his voice has never sounded better. It was crazy. Great for his range, and then I thought it was cute um, memory because it's kind of that theme where, you know, they're the older, they're an Older, they're they're older, yeah, yeah. older Democrats. <laughs> they are they are older. They're older. How do older, I yes. say this? They're old. Yeah. And um, but and it's talking about memory, but it's true because it's connecting the past with the future. You know, they were once a Kurt, and Kurt will will one day be them. And so I just thought that the song choice fit perfectly. I liked it. Was sweet. It was reminiscent because you can see that. They're the older generation all there at the retirement house. They're they're aware that they're aging and they're aware that they can't do all the stuff that they used to be able to do when they were younger, young performances. And mm-hmm. then him singing that, seeing that youthful singer in front of them and then having those memories of realizing what they used to be, that was sweet and endearing and it made them connect to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I- 
Go ahead. Oh, God. Uh, I just thought it was adorable and heartwarming how excited the audience yeah. was when he was singing. They were all like, <laughs> especially because he picked a song he knew that they would appreciate. Had he walked into a high school classroom and sang that song, everybody would have been like, oh, I mean, half the jocks would have been like, what is this? And half the people would have been like, oh, this is old school. But he picked a group of people who really could have appreciated it. Uh, Marissa's there thinking like, I would have loved it. I know, Marissa. You're <laughs> yeah. a musical theater I lover. I love cats. We, we all <laughs> are. But, we all are. But also the meaning of just the song because the original singer for the song who's singing cats uh, singing memories in cats she's reminiscing about she used to be young and beautiful and used to be youthful and all that and so just the meaning how it parallels with everything that's going on with curse live today i just loved that it was kind of we i think roxy mentioned it earlier but this purpose that chris colfer's character kurt obviously he had purpose in taking part in this production and it gave the production gave these this retirement community a purpose and i thought that that was like a really special thing that they could all unite regardless of age in I'm, this production i'm absolutely in agreement with you I, I have a question for you guys though i don't know if anybody actually knows the answer to this so maybe i'll just get your thoughts on it but i know that he wrote the episode but how much of a say do you think he got in which songs were picked do you think he had full pick from that or I don't know for sure but I think that my understanding I was reading an e-online article that we'll talk about in news and gossip in a bit um, but is that he had a lot of control over it and he had a lot of say especially in his character storyline okay me. so I would imagine song selection I thought the song selection was really great in tonight's yeah. episode again we only had five songs which kills me every time but <laughs> yeah. but the, the vast majority the differences between all the songs too I mean we had Broadway with memory but we had a lot of 80s songs too yeah I feel like Ryan Murphy and him probably sat together and came up with yeah oh that's mm-hmm. like me on a typical Tuesday night me and Ryan Murphy you know just I mean, sitting together obviously. talking about what we're gonna write on our show this week <laughs> amazing <laughs> in um, my dreams yeah, uh, so I loved, I just loved this production, and I thought it was a really sweet way. And also, it brought to a head kind of the issue of um, Kurt losing his mother, which is something we haven't heard about in a while. In a while, and how Maggie, who is um, June Squibb's character, uh, doesn't really have a relationship with her daughter, and and it makes Kurt have this mission, in addition to the play itself, of reuniting them right it was very appropriate with mother's day coming up um on sunday and was it this sunday um and i think that yeah it, it was great that we touched upon it but i will say if we're getting a little deeper into this right now i didn't completely agree with kurt's character tonight um when he went to go talk to the daughter i think that that was a great thing to go do but the things he was saying and what he was trying to convince the daughter to do, although it ended up all smiles and laughter, I didn't necessarily agree with them the whole time. And I was wondering if any of you guys felt that way too or whether we thought that Kurt was totally in the right. Meaning he was overstepping No, I didn't think so. he was overstepping. I just thought that some of the things he said were incorrect. Like what things? So he's sitting there saying, you know, she, you know, the, the daughter's sitting there and she says, my mom, did you know she wasn't at my graduation? Do you know she wasn't there for me my whole life? Do you know that she picked musical theater over me every single time? Do you know how badly she's hurt me? And for Kurt to say, yes, but now it's your responsibility to go fix the relationship. Now it's in your hands. She really would love to. I just feel like that stuff matters, you know? Mm -hmm. And to him, it, he, what it sounded like to me was that he didn't think it mattered anymore, that they could start fresh. And I don't necessarily believe that. I think that we're, 
I totally understand where you're coming from with saying that, but I think that a loss like that when you're young, like, his mom didn't have, wasn't able to go to any of that stuff for him, and so he's probably thinking, this is the way I justified it anyways, is that, like, what, he would do anything for another day with his mom, so he can't understand why she wouldn't want just one more day with her mom. So I think Absolutely. that's why he's mm-hmm. saying the things he's saying. It's it's not so much like their individual relationship or what she did or didn't do. It's about that it's one more day with your mom. Absolutely. Yeah, and I also don't think it was the it's your responsibility kind of aspect. I feel like may, you have this choice, you have this option, and you sh- you should maybe... Uh, at least try to because she didn't have the best relationship when you were a daughter but you can at least try to have a better relationship now when you still have the option to see your mom every single day it's not like being it's your responsibility it's your burden or your obligation is that you should try to be with your family i saw it that way Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that and also he was probably just um suggesting to go Um, you know, the route of being the bigger person, even though, you know, it doesn't take away all the hurt that um, she experienced when she was younger. She could, like what Marissa said, choose now to do differently and not kind of repeat the same pattern that had been done before, and she could make it right on her end. Right, but I just wanted him to say, you know what, because I, I know where Kurt's coming from, and I know how difficult it can be when you don't have a mom to look at people who have a mom and take that for granted. You know, I, I I get that, and I know that this is coming from a place of personal experience for him. But at the same time, I think that what I wanted him to say was, you have the option. Just so you know, you don't have to take it, but if you do want to be part of her life, she so desperately wants you to be. That's what I wanted him to say. Instead of I felt like he was trying to make her feel guilty. Which, yeah, so it was really in the wording for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the fact that he went there was great. I think that he he needed to go there and he needed to confront it because he kept he didn't hear any of the negative stories, you know. Yeah. But once she started telling the negative stories, I wanted him to let her know that whatever she chose was okay, but that the option was there and that she was wanted. And it was also when Kurt told Clara that her mom's sense her self flowers from Claire. Right. But just knowing that, that the mom really does want a relationship with the daughter. So adding that to it Absolutely. also helped her. Yeah. And, and maybe, really you, touching. maybe you also wanted words of empathy from Kurt. Mm-hmm. Like going on, like putting himself in the daughter's shoes as well and acknowledging Exactly. I felt like he wasn't listening to her. He wasn't, he wasn't hearing what she was saying about what she had been through. He was just you know, telling about his experience, which is very valid and important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was glad that in the end it, it worked out. You know, if yeah. she, if the daughter had gone to the play and then um, Maggie, June Scope's character, had been horrible to her, it would have been a disaster. You know what I mean? But it didn't work out that way. It ended up working out for the best. So at, at least we uh, have that. Absolutely. And I thought that tonight's episode, another theme that kind of ran throughout the episode was this idea of fresh starts or second chances. Mm-hmm. And... And that was a great example of something that worked out when you gave it a, another chance. And mm-hmm. a, another example of that was Rachel coming in and Kurt really wanted her at that production. Oh, well, before we even get there, but I just have to give a shout out to Billy Dee Williams was in tonight's episode too. Absolutely. I mean, hello, Star Wars. Yeah. Lando <laughs> Calrissian. So. You started screaming. I like was looking down. <laughs> I was like, what? Billy what? Dee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I had to th- shout him I out mean, because he, he started off in Broadway too and 
pretty legendary actor as well. So it was nice to have both June Squibb and Billy D. Williams. What an amazing casting job. Like, props mm-hmm. to their casting I mean, director that's awesome. for getting that together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And especially, yeah, between it being Mother's Day and May the 4th be with you. I know. <laughs> We've got some good timing <laughs> on all this. I was going to say, they, they right. It's like well. they really <laughs> planned it out. Yeah. They've got a good publicist, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> to get into this, though, uh, Kurt, I was so happy to see Kurt. Rachel's been kind of treating him on and off as an on and off friend for lack of a better term or when everything's going well for her he's her best friend and at times when things aren't going so well for her he kind of she kind of pushes him aside Mm -hmm. there's a mixed issue it's been like that for years yeah backup plan which is sad i mean kurt has always been there for rachel and it should be the other way around too but we see rachel in her diva mode yeah. She doesn't really reciprocate the exact same feelings. And Kurt finally or like all the time at least. stood up for himself um, in this episode to Rachel, I guess, and, you know, really expressed that this wasn't okay with him and that he wasn't going to be the friend that, yeah. No, absolutely. I just felt like it was funny how he did that and it was so strong and powerful and then he kind of folded right before he goes on. He calls her. Yeah. yeah. To like kind of fold, which um, I, I do that all the time with friends. I'll say something that I actually really feel and believe. And then later on, I'll feel bad about it or like I'm going to yeah. get bad karma or I'm going to have a bad performance if I don't call. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, I love you anyway. And we'll get through this. Like, <laughs> I just wondered if Chris Colfer, this was something because I know I've wondered about it. Like, how is this character not standing up to Rachel? Mm-hmm. And Chris Colfer obviously felt that way. He wrote the episode. So right. yeah. it, this was his opportunity to have it happen. So he definitely took it. Here's what I think about that. I think um, for me, I feel like the character, uh, Rachel's character, it's it's that she she deep down always wants wants to be a good friend is that she's not maybe the most self-aware person when it comes to her egocentric personality so somebody has to kind of show her that and so maybe Kurt feels the same way in that he knows that Rachel intends to be a good friend but she's not the most self-aware when it comes to those situations when she's not being it absolutely so maybe he for he always eventually forgives her because he could be thinking like ah she doesn't know any better. Like, I've got a reminder. Like, mm-hmm. you know, our friendship is important. Also, I thought it was a big turn with Kurt's character, too, because we just saw, like, two episodes ago that Blaine was the one having all these insecurity issues and saying that Kurt has everything. He knows his place in the world and, like, everyone loves him. And now we see just now in tonight's episode that Kurt's the one's feeling like he his career is not going anywhere. And I thought that twist... It's so fast already, and Glee was really interesting. Um, I totally, but I, I feel like that's what our 20s are, you know? Like, I, I'm, I'm just, I, it's like, one day I'm like, I kick butt. I'm <laughs> awesome, and my yeah. career is taking off, and I'm going places. And then the next day I'm like, I hate my life. It sucks. <laughs> I'm miserable. I haven't done anything. I'm not enough. Like, that, that to me is just like, yeah. yeah, and I know you guys have all felt, you know? <laughs> oh, so yeah. I, I mean, Definitely. I, it just, I thought that that was a very realistic part of the show. Yes, it was a quick change, and Glee does that sometimes, and it's hard to keep up, but I was like, been there, baby. Like, yeah. been there. Also, I thought it was really nice that the group of friends kind of can support someone who's going through that, because I know, like, within my group of friends, everybody has their, like, good and bad moments, mm-hmm. and you need your friends to be there so it was really really nice to see Rachel 
and Blaine and everybody. Thank God come. they showed up. Yeah, I was oh. so happy to see it. You knew they were going to. Yeah. I, oh, when no. Kurt was on the phone, I was like, Rachel's already in the audience sitting there. She's waiting for I you mean, to get on stage. It was predictable at that moment when yeah. he called. But mm-hmm. before that, I, I wanted to believe that Glee was going to have them show up. And that's the way Glee typically works. But there was this little part of me that was worried that she that he was just going to perform and have no one i know i'm thinking i'm like this is chris colfer's first episode hopefully he gets the format at this point Mm -hmm. knows that they have to come like (laughs) (laughs) don't mess with us chris Uh, but i I thought it was great when they did and just going back quickly to the point about rachel and not always being the most self-aware i think that it's a very valid point and not that this always is the case because a lot of times it isn't but i think it very much has to do with the way that she was raised it's an only child syndrome type-esque thing you know when you have these two dads that smother you with love Mm -hmm. like literally smother you and you don't have to share your toys all the time you don't have to share your clothes you don't have to have anybody whatever and again it doesn't always happen a lot of the times it doesn't but with her she's not used to thinking about other people's feelings first all the time so i think that it doesn't come a second nature to her and right. and now she's having to learn all this and it's not just that she was just coming back from the horrible Elia auditions right. she almost got fired from her bar she had a lot of things on her mind not that ju- that justifies her before, reasons yeah. but that she was also coming off of that mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we jump into all of Rachel's uh, charity and, and auditions and improving her image let's talk about the two songs Kurt did uh, towards the end of the episode here which is Lucky Star which is course a madonna song um <laughs> and it was kurt and maggie and i just love this like it was so much fun for me to watch i i don't know like did i think that it was the most well-sung song ever on glee probably not but that being said i was like singing along and loved it it, it was cute especially him flying around on the harness because uh chris colfer on his instagram he would uh, post instagram videos of him like during rehearsals flying around and just having fun um it was it made sense with the Peter Pan and, you know, Wish Upon Earth. Yeah. Third, first right. star to the right, you know, and straight on to, or second star. I'm totally messing that up. But the whole and star thing, morning, yep, with you. the whole star theme, I got that. It was fun. Absolutely. I, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was great, uh, great job utilizing their celebrity guest and that June Squibb killed it. Um, I just saw my grandparents up there so much. And She's a yeah. good singer. Yeah, she was yeah. great. And it was really fun. And we were watching it. And it's like swinging around and weird camera things. And I'm like, oh, I'm into it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought fun. it was a great choice. And then uh, way to go, Chris, on the acrobatics of that. Like, he was, like, flipping on it. Yeah. And I would have been scared. It's <laughs> it was, fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Just how fun. I just thought, like, this episode really needed that kind of fun number and another fun number tonight was take me home tonight it was the song we obviously started the episode with and it's just a fun i really really liked this this was my favorite anything with puppies is on (laughs) it's it's gonna be good well i think we'll we'll get there but the the meaning of the take me home tonight performance was definitely new and i enjoyed it yeah Yeah. I, i thought it was a great performance too um i love the song and I was like, what do you mean we started the episode? You mean we started our after show here tonight with it? I'm yeah. like, we closed <laughs> yeah. the episode. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great. And like you're saying, so that obviously the meaning was different. And we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I just I just appreciated the song for sure. I was just like, oh, this is... I love when we end on kind of an upbeat note. I've said it before on our show. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought that this was a great way to end. 
Um, that being said, let's jump into the Rachel storyline tonight, which uh, it all ends up intersecting, as we said, but um, Rachel has this... I love that she has a bad image already. She's been on Broadway for a month, and she's she's got this bad image because she goes and takes sick days and goes to auditions in LA. I'm not so. trying to be mean, but she earned that bad image. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, she, uh, she got what was coming to her. I mean, we talk about her diva behavior, and this is an example of a real diva move. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that there was some consequence to her action because we keep talking about it every week. Problem like, child. When is, <laughs> she said. Yeah, when is yeah. there going to be a consequence? And finally, here it is. And so, Rachel's solution to this problem is to come up with a charity that she can get behind or a cause she can get behind I guess is and she creates this charity well, for, it's like Santana's solution more so. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and she was encouraged goes along with it I guess you could say and she is in support of adopting dogs and I just loved her staged photo op that went so wrong. With a three-legged dog? I know. Oh, uh, no, the uh, one oh, with all walking the, do- the dogs oh, oh. in the designer outfit, Ugh. and she, like, topples over. Especially with all of her friends there. Oh, are you Rachel Berry, the new yeah. Broadway star? Like, they were obviously there, you know, forced to I mean, have the situation like feed her play lines. it out. Yeah. yeah. It was cheesy. It was, you it was shouldn't have to work cheesy. this hard for yeah. a charity out moment. Like, everywhere you look in the streets of New York, you can do something good. Like, yeah. everywhere you look, there is somebody who needs help with something. Like, yeah. it just was such a force. Um, and so unnecessary and so not the right cause for her. I know. and But I did appreciate, again, Glee's self-awareness with the nod to, like, in LA, paparazzi, you can call paparazzi and they will come to a restaurant or wherever if you are a celebrity. So I did appreciate the nod to like the reality of, be- yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. of being a celebrity. And walking your dog. Yeah. You can, right. you can call celebrity or you can call paparazzi to take a and photo. And how quickly it can turn on you too because you think it's going to be a great photo op, but then something <laughs> happens like that where she trips over and I it's just going to be a bad Dragged four blocks. No worries. <laughs> she had underwear on though. So it was <laughs> I know, right? But the way that she gets to have these dogs is because she goes to the shelter. She asks for permission. And that's where we get our first song of the night. I, I know. I look yeah. at you. I look at you like, Mom, do I have your permission to go into this? You, al- like, you always have my permission, but it's um, it's I Melt With You, correct? Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> um, modern English song. Uh, I've loved this song for so, so long I now. I have heard this song in a while. Yeah. And then, it, and then when they started doing it, I was just like, oh, it's this. Absolutely. This is amazing. Really? Yeah. See, it's the opposite for me. I mean, it was a great performance. It was really fun to watch. But I hear the song all the time. Oh, really? All yeah. the time. Why Why am I the only one who hasn't heard the original? Of really? song? I'll, I'll play really? for you after. Okay. It's, it's a great song. But um, I, I will say, when I take it out of context and I, and I watch it as a short, I loved it. I thought the performance was great. The sound was great. Everything was great. But I don't really understand the selection of this song for this. Um, to me, it's so a romantic interest song. And when we see Rachel's head and Sam's head, like head to head like that, I'm like, huh? Like what the lyrics of this were completely just, I know like they're puppies and you melt with them, but it, to me, it didn't work. The song selection didn't work. I mean, I, I guess I kind of agree with you. It worked as an individual kind of number. I also wanted something weirdly. I can't even think of a song that would do this, but like, 
about the dogs or something that was like more relating to that moment. Or like, I'm just walking my dog. Yeah, Um, that's the song. I'm thinking, who let the dog out? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. Any dog song. Yeah, Yeah. I just felt like that was like the moment. If you're ever gonna have a dog song, or that song from Annie. That was it. Dumb dog. Exactly. So I just was watching this and I was like, okay, this song sounds amazing. I love it. Yes, team, but. Huh? Like, yeah, right. How'd you even get, get it? The staging was pretty amazing on it, though. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, to jump around that and the way they did it was... I love how Sam ended up in a cage. I know. I thought yeah. they were going to leave him behind. That was kind of <laughs> I was like, what is he doing in how the cage? How did he get in there? Yeah. Amazing. I, I, mean, I mean, it must have been fun shooting with a bunch of dogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love dogs here at AfterBuzz. Well, we're all about right. adapting rescue dogs here. So. Absolutely. I know that uh, Leah Michelle tweeted out that she was with dogs a few weeks ago, so obviously this was the episode. Broadway mm-hmm. bitches. Yeah, there I mean, what a fun. Perfect name. <laughs> Amazing. And I love that Santana's considering this new career path uh, as a publicist. It'd be, be good for her if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, after the news and gossip that we gave last week, we have to wonder if the PR route is what's going to eventually lead her off the show, if that's how they're going to write her off of this season, at least, that she went to pursue PR in LA or something. And we have more news and gossip on on Naya in a bit. But that being said, I agree. It would be interesting to see if this is the path she takes. Also, New York is a hub for that as well. It's not like she would have to go to LA. Absolutely. Um, What I do like about this path is the fact that, to me, she is she should be able to use her cutthroat skills for good. And this would be something you can do that. She's such a businesswoman at heart that I think she'd be awesome in this world. Mm-hmm. Use it in a constructive way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and instead of cutting down your friends, you cut down your enemies. And and, um, and you and work it's, your persuasion. It's not aggressive. It's assertive. Yep. In yeah. a pr- productive way. Amazing. Yeah. Um, you tell yourself that. <laughs> I mean, it's the way you look at it. Well, let us know what you're thinking about this episode tonight. We've talked about all of our viewpoints on these songs, but was there one that you loved, hated? We love hearing from you, so you can rate, comment on iTunes, and you can also check out Chasing Maria Menounos, uh, which yeah. is hosted the after show by our own Roxy, so that's exciting, and this mm-hmm. show is amazing. It's so much fun to see Maria's antics every week, so something to definitely check out on Oxygen's on Oxygen at 10 p.m. On Tuesdays, 10, yes. 10, 9 Central, Oxygen. Like you're saying, it's amazing. If you love After Buzz, it gives you great insight to this very studio, which we finally saw in tonight's episode. Did we? Um, oh, I didn't yeah, see which we finally episode. saw in tonight's episode. So yeah, you'll get to see the state of it, and you'll be like, I know that place. I saw Glee there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the show's amazing, so check it out. And also, Maria and Kevin, our founders here, they're big on rescue dogs, too. Yeah, it's very true, mm, and yes. you can always find a dog in the studio, so mm. definitely oh, yeah. fine. We have two here. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That being said, Sam and Mercedes. This was um, a really interesting episode, I thought, or I guess storyline tonight, because Sam we always kind of see as being this immature guy, and then he kind of fell in love with this puppy, and it, it changed him. I thought it was an interesting change for him. I mean, we I know he claims that he took care of his family, and, and that's very true. If you go back in past seasons, he, you recall that he did, I think, the stripping to support his family. Um, but it was interesting to see that on camera, how if something's in need, he he really goes for it. I actually thought my favorite part of tonight's episode was Sam sitting Mercedes down saying, 
you don't believe in me. Look what I've done. Like, I know that people think I'm a joke because a lot of times people do. You know, we talk about Sam. He's the goofball. He's the dumb one or whatever. And we forget the credit that he deserves, which is that he got his family, his siblings through something. Um, would we have all done it the same way? Perhaps not, but he paid the bills. He, he got them to school. He did all these things and he is somebody who, if, if back against the wall can make it through. Um, I loved that he finally realized that he felt like Mercedes wasn't giving him a fair shot and not looking at him a correct way. And I, I just thought that that was such a powerful moment that I can't believe we end the episode with him giving, with Mercedes having him give the dog away anyway. Yeah. I thought that he really earned it. Like, yeah, I think so, too. Right. That's what I thought, too. I was just watching it, and I was so upset because, number one, that dog was adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. But that... Little devil, though, going through and destroying oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, I'd be pissed, too, in all fairness for yes, Mercedes. If you take my too. heels... Yeah. Or, uh-huh. like, you mess with our hair. <laughs> but Sam, like, cleaned it all up and, and made it okay. I mean, obviously, the heels probably are not whatever but in general like cleaned up the situation trained the dog really showed that he was going to take responsibility and explain to her why he wanted this that it was because she was going away and he wanted the company i thought that he had so many reasons for I it i know so many, yeah. so many valid, valid. Yeah. yeah valid yeah. reasons absolutely that was upsetting to me and i also have to give credit to amber riley and um Cordover Street, who I thought sometimes Glee gets big. It's fun to watch these performances, but you can lose those quiet moments, and they did a great job with a quiet mm-hmm. moment. Tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. And to me, the problem was more, um, I don't know whether it was in the writing or the fact that they told Chris Colfer that there wasn't allowed to be a dog on the show continuously, but it, it bothered me that I felt like Mercedes wasn't hearing Sam. Like, she she was in the sense that she was like, I know you do that, babe. Like, I'm listening to you, and that's great. But that she didn't hear that he needed this dog, and she made him give it away. I, I just right. felt like they weren't seeing eye to eye, yeah. which which bothers me. And yeah, to, to go off that, I feel like Sam's always the one that's really trying, and Mercedes is the one that's always putting up a boundary or some some type of wall that allows them to really have happiness together. Right. right. And especially something as simple as a dog. Yes, dog is a lot of responsibility, and someone's going to have to always take care right. of it. It's not simple, like you're yeah, saying, a yeah, lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility, but we saw Sam throughout the whole episode, he's willing to put in that work and willing to make it work for him, and it makes him happy. And I was like, you know, let him have it. He deserves right. it. And especially after such a huge um, thing that they went through before with the whole, you know, whether they should be intimate or not, and um, Sam, Sam, in considering Mercedes and her not being ready for that and not wanting to do that until she's married, you know, like you would think that she would appreciate that enough to really consider mm-hmm. his feelings in this situation. Absolutely. Yeah. What I'm really appreciating, even though maybe it didn't end the way we wanted to with her hearing what he was saying as much, I do appreciate that. I felt like uh, the this relationship came about, I think I've said it before, kind of quickly on the show. And I appreciated that they are now really dealing with the trials and tribulations. It's not going from zero to 60 anymore. They're dealing with things that couples deal with dogs and, you know, and these things that, like, mm-hmm. are w- the issues that come up if you're living together. Absolutely. But I'm with Sarah a little bit on this one thinking, like, you know it's not like you can't say no to a dog and sex. I'm not saying that at all, but you it's a compromise. Relationships are a compromise and you do have to pick your battles. And I feel like you just, 
this is a weird way to phrase it, but you just won a huge battle. And now this is something that I really feel like you could give him. You could give him a dog. You could let him be happy with it. And you know Sam well enough to know that if you say the dog goes, he's going to listen to you. Right. And, and so I, I just felt like that was unfair. And I wanted Sam to stick up for himself and say, no, you know what? Right. You're not hearing me. I'm keeping the dog. Like, like, at least give him a fair chance. Like, maybe there's, like, a probationary period where, you know, she can t- they can test it out boarding together. She didn't, she didn't even give it a chance right. for him. Yeah, I just hope that she has something in store for him that, I guess, evens the, the playing field. I hate saying it that way. That's not really even... It's okay to say no twice to two things. It's just understanding kind of coming to an agreement on it. Right. I just feel like she keeps kind of being like, oh, you're so in love with me that you'll agree to anything. Mm. And that's a little disturbing to me. I would prefer it to be that she's hearing him. I think you make a great point. I think it was the way Mercedes was de- uh, thinking and going about it. I think it was, she was thinking in the long run, this dog might not be good for us because right now it's not working out. How is it not, if it's not working out now, how is it going to work out in the long run? So I think right. that might be a reason why she was also resistant. She did make a lot of good points. Mercedes did make yeah, some very like good points. Careers and gonna, they're going to be gone and busy. Who's going to take care of it? But I, I felt but, like he countered them well. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He had valid points. The career argument I totally understand about dogs and careers don't always it can be tough to balance. It- Although I will say, like, you guys know this too, in the entertainment industry, especially modeling, whatever, a lot of times they welcome dogs. Like, yeah. people, or I don't know as much in... to the recording studio, Right, too. exactly. I don't know yeah. as much in New York, but but it's not her responsibility if he's getting the dog, but yes, I do think she could do that. I don't know about New York as much, but in L.A., Everybody. I, sw- I swear to God, every agency, every bring your dog, bring your dog to work, we don't care. Like, I, I think that as but- long as your dog's trained, which we see, Sam... We see a whole song about him walking the dog and training the dog. So it's like... Yeah, hey. and Sam also said during that, he's like, well, I'll find someone and pay them to watch it when we're gone. So, like, yeah. he had all these things to counter her arguments. And, like, just give her... Just let him have the dog. I also think that they cast a super cute dog. I know I said it already, but that, <laughs> that's making us really want the dog around as well. Don't you love the little faces he was making? As he's going up the balance yeah. beam and down the balance beam. Um, yeah, we got the doggy cam yeah. point point uh, point of view there that that perspective that was fun. Werewolves of London. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked this. It was a silly number to me. Like I was just like, oh, I don't know that this would be the song I would choose again. It was a little weird for me, but I really liked just the number and I thought it was a light they really tried to keep a lot of the numbers light tonight and I appreciated that yeah again they could have gone with a dog number but this one worked for me I was like ah I'm gonna do it yeah okay yeah. Um, I, I really happened to love this song I thought that they did a great job I, I was entertained by I was like I was watching a dog show I, I literally thought that I was a dog and you know they picked their song they're walking it around so fun. Um, there wasn't a lot of uh, special effects going on. There wasn't a lot to see, but I was, I was bobbing my head and I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, I'm glad to see Sam happy. And wow, I'm so happy that he's happy with his dog. I can't wait to have him keep it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's what it was leading me up to, at least. Yeah. Sam is happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, happy. and he's happy with Mercedes. We do have to give, say that, that he seems really happy with her, even though she wasn't hearing him. Like, for the most part, he still really wants to be with her. And I... Absolutely. I mean, this may lead us into predictions here in a few minutes, but I, uh, I've i heard that there will be issues in their relationship in the season finale, so I hope for their sake that they 
can figure that out. Yeah, I just think that a lot of times in relationships, with even though you might be happy and even though you might be in a certain place, you can hold grudges. And I don't want him to one day wake up and feel like he gave up a lot for her, you know, because yeah. that's a really bad feeling. So hopefully we'll see, well, Mercedes will learn to give a little bit. Which right. is compromise. important, compromise, which is important for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they both have a lot of growing up to do. Right, and that he'll fight for himself a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for some news and gossip? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so news and gossip. News. Uh, <laughs> sound effect. There, there we goes. go. There Woo! Goes. <laughs> um, so, Fox, uh, we did a big. Uh, news and gossip piece last week about Naya Rivera uh, allegedly being uh, fired from Glee. Mm-hmm. And Fox is now saying that Naya is not fired from Glee. Um, she remains under contract to the show and she will appear in the final season. Um, which is a really interesting point because we had all these rumors about Leah Michelle and her feuding and it appears as of right now they'll both be back on the show and um, yeah but she won't be on the final episode as far as I know that's correct so the final episode of the season no Naya the final season Naya my understanding is she's still under contract and yes I've heard no season finale for season 5 but season 6 she will be it has been a little confusing yes I (laughs) tweet me if there's something late breaking Naya's not completely gone Right. Yes, exactly. Right. We still have Santana in our lives. It w- I think it would be a stupid career move for her, even though she's so brilliant and so awesome, and I think she'd go places. This is such a huge show and such a huge role in the final season. I'm glad that even if there are differences, that they can work through them. Yeah, me right. too. I was so happy to hear, because I also think that they're really great on camera together. I yeah. think those two characters are really interesting mm-hmm. together, because they're kind of coming from two different places, but both want to be successful. It's, it, they're very interesting, an interesting pair. That being said, Leah also um, talked about uh, working on Glee at the uh, Legends of Oz premiere, which she lends her voice to. We've talked about it before. She's Um, Dorothy. She's Dorothy. I like that you phrase it like that, lends her voice to. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Voices, Dorothy. Yes. Well, I think it's her first major voice role, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Like... Animation, An- animation yeah. role. I'm like voice over. Yeah, because Glee isn't very voice heavy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Voice over role. That's what I was going for. Um, animated. Yes, role? animated role. Um, and she um, she talked about that Glee's been it's been a really wonderful season on Glee. Kind of um, not alluding to, but you know, possibly she knows what's being said about her. I'm sure and Naya. And so it's interesting that. That's kind of what she's saying. It's a wonderful season. And she said it was a difficult start, obviously, with Corey's passing. Mm-hmm. But that it's just been really great to be with the cast and crew every day. So hopefully this is, like, kind of the end of the drama. That they're they're trying to move past it, if there has been any drama. If there yeah. has been. Yeah. They're, they're moving forward. Yeah. Um, and that being said, also, Chris Colfer, we've said it all night. He wrote tonight's episode. And he called the experience terrifying. And he felt like he was very much like a student um, taking over for class for the day. <laughs> and I just love that because this is where his career started and I was yeah. just like, I think we can all relate to that. That feeling of like, is it going to go okay? Let's let's hope. Well, it's just so hard when I can imagine you have your peers and then all of a sudden not, 
not that they're below you, but you know, you're mm-hmm. trying to show them something. They've looked at you one way all these years and now you're trying to teach them a lesson. Hopefully everybody, I think they were, were, yeah. were respectful of him and, and, mm-hmm. um, appreciated his work because he, he clearly put in a lot of time and effort towards this episode to write and then star in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and also it's just, um, you know, writing for the different voices that he has and being forced to take on that leadership role and being in a, in a position like that, like, he he obviously elevated to the uh, uh, situation, you know. He he really rose to the occasion, and but and I think like writing for all these voices in tonight's episode, especially we got new voices. We had Claire, we had um, Maggie. So like he's really good at so many different writing for people and understanding them. I mean, I had no doubt that he's a phenomenal writer. It's yeah. just it was so interesting to see him take on this role and I think it is bridging that gap between okay you've known me as an actor and now I'm going to move on and be a writer for an episode mm-hmm. and I hope he comes back in the final season and does more. Yeah and it's so interesting. Maybe directing. Yeah. Right. Maybe take it up another level. Yeah I mean he has directed so. Yeah. <laughs> Not that directing is up a level right, but well, a, to a different know, like level. Another yeah. vertical level. Yeah. There. there you go. I, I like to think <laughs> about what it must be like in Horizontal. those like sessions those mentoring sessions with Chris Colfer and then like the showrunners and show writers and what that process was like for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I would imagine most actors don't spend a lot of time in the writer's room, so it must have been a different experience for him, too, to be in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. So. Exciting. Um, are oh, you- and and also, yesterday was the Met Gala 2014. Oh, I have, Yes, absolutely. And Leah Michelle and Diana Agron both made an appearance. I'm not sure about the other cast, but I know th- those two were They're definitely just- tweeting... Instagramming photos of them. Adorable in photo of the two of them they on the red carpet. Gorgeous. I miss her. Yeah, yeah I miss Diana. Yeah. But um, yeah, they they were awesome. Check out their Twitter feeds for their yeah. cool and, pictures and really pretty dresses as well. Both of them looked <laughs> uh, yeah. gorgeous. So that being said, predictions. Yes. Let's do some predictions. After Buzz TV predictions. We only have one more episode. This is for season five. Yeah. And Whoa. can I just, can we start off? I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I, okay. So, Blaine and Brittany in bed. Uh, uh, is a lot it, of bees. Is it a, We saw them kiss. We saw them kiss. I know. Is this a dream sequence? What's going on? How are we getting to this point? We didn't look I don't fuzzy. think this is a dream. I, they were naked in bed. Were they drunk? Were they wasted? No. How did they get there? They, they seem sober. I'm hoping that they were filming something, maybe. Like, yeah. both hired. It's a, uh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to die like, when I saw this. <laughs> yeah, Roxy was freaking out. I can't believe, I, I can't Cause that's believe ruining, that it's reality. Like, that would be I, ruining your favorite other, couple. My favorite couples. Couples. Both, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. what do you do? And also, you can't take... The two gay couples on the show and then put them together like that. Like, it'd be weird because, like, right. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Experimenting. Like, and uh, although, honestly, Brittany's gone that way before, but yeah. Blaine has no interest in women, it seems. So why would. I, I don't know. It he was, respects women. It was like a flash. Not, not, not like angry. No yeah. interest, but. No, like, I said no interest yeah. in that way. You yeah. know, like Tina threw herself at Blaine and Blaine was like I'm not interested in women you know right. mm-hmm. he's interested in men so what are you doing in bed with Brittany perhaps that indicates how mad Blaine gets at Kurt next episode I no. don't know yeah. there's gotta be People some, do I don't some think crazy that's a things when big enough off. thing for Blaine to go sleeping with Brittany could it be part of the performance think- 
Oh, man. I it has to know. be something. Ryan Murphy says that there's some big ending here. So is that the ending? Is Or is Rachel... The other possibility, obviously, is is Rachel going to L.A.? What, yeah, she gets the, a phone call that we yeah. see. Um, and then we do see Kurt screaming at Blaine, you lied to me! Yeah. I, well, that, yeah, that was also... I think that was Kurt realizing he doesn't have his solo performance right. and that Blaine promised him. Yeah, so there or seems to be... That, it's the whole Britney thing. I don't know. Uh, Makes me really mm. uncomfortable. This yeah. this episode kind of was a sidetrack from some of the major storylines uh, tonight's episode. And I feel like next week we're going to get some answers, which I'm excited for. Oh, we got it. It's the season finale. Yes, and yeah. I'm sure yep. that there will be more to come in season six as well. Yeah, but you know what the problem is? With every answer we get, I guarantee you more we get another question. question. Yeah, more it's questions. always the way it works. But thank but, you so much for... Uh, Oh, oh yeah, ahead. sorry. The, the Rachel gets the call from the network. Something might yeah, be happening yeah. in the books with her. Mentioning that, that's Untitled Rachel, Pri- Rachel Berry Project. Cannot wait for next week. But thank you so much for hanging out and watching uh, tonight's after show with us. And uh, we will see you next week for the season finale. You can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Wenger. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Sarah with an H Mendoza. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Those are the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.